0: you are locked on broncos your daily podcast on the denver broncos part of the locked on podcast network this one's for pat the ball is free denver's got a touchdown
1: denver here's your host of locked on broncos nfl
0: analyst cody rourke Happy Friday, Broncos country, from all of us over here at Locked On Broncos. Now, some exciting news. It's Christmas break for me. Obviously, being a teacher, I'm very excited about that. Christmas break time, I get some time off, get to talk football, get to enjoy time with family, but obviously, it's Friday. So, I told you, we have a Locked On Broncos, Locked On Redskins crossover show. Zach Hicks joins me to talk about this weekend's big matchup between the Denver Broncos and The Washington Redskins, obviously, an audition for Kirk Cousins, getting ready to come down and play maybe his future teammate, Von Miller. Von is going to try to get to Kirk Cousins. We'll see if he tries to sack him, but obviously, we want to kind of avoid that a little bit, but obviously, I, I really enjoyed talking with Zach about this matchup. A lot of, you know, the Redskins have been dealt with a lot of injuries, a lot of adversity this year, and, and a lot of it is, doesn't really reflect on how good of a football team the Redskins are, so heading into this game, despite them being injured, it's going to be a battle for the Denver Broncos. They've got to come out focused and ready to go, obviously, on the injury side of things. Still, we don't know who who the quarterback is this weekend, but Emmanuel Sanders and Cody Latimer are both looking kind of doubtful for the game with a thigh and obviously the ankle injury for Emmanuel Sanders, so that's something we have to really monitor, and if they're both out you have to look at Benny Fowler and Jordan Taylor getting some reps at wide receiver whoever the quarterback is, now I, I, I'm, I'm tired of waiting I'm, I'm tired of waiting, it's Friday and we still don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be, so I'd imagine I'd hope it's Brock Osweiler because guess what he's earned it He's definitely earned it. You got to come out here and you got to figure out who's it going to be. If you play a guy at Paxton Lynch, he's not fully healthy. Well, guess what? You're doing a disservice to him, and you're going to make his likelihood of getting injured even more progressive. So, just a lot of frustration on that part. But the good news is, we had a great interview with Zach Hicks over there at Lockdown Redskins. So, hold on to your seatbelts, enjoy your Friday. If you're driving home, drive safe. I want to say Merry Christmas from Locked On Broncos, from my family to your families, all of you guys who are listening all the way across the world. I love you guys. Locked On Broncos, you guys are amazing. So enjoy this little present right here, the interview with Zach Hicks of Locked On Redskins. Right now, I'm joined by Zach Hicks over here with our Locked On Broncos, Locked On Redskins crossover show. Zach, how are you doing?
1: Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. I'm glad to be a part of... Uh... Locked on Broncos here today. I'm actually a big fan of your show. I've been listening to the last couple episodes, so having a blast being on here with you, man, and you're looking forward to this episode.
0: Thanks, man. Likewise, over here, you know, I've definitely been listening to your show just to get some inside intel on what we could expect on Sunday between these two teams when they face off. Definitely a lot of uh, intriguing storylines heading into this entire season for both teams. You know, regardless on on the Denver side of things, it's the quarterback situation for the Washington Redskins. It's almost the pondering of what's going to be the quarterback situation come the offseason. but. You know, realistically, just from my perspective, it just seems like the Redskins' story this season has been injuries. And I think heading into this game, looking at the injury report, man, I feel for you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw you did a episode yesterday about the Redskins' injury report, and I don't even know if you named even half the guys because there's a thousand of them. I mean, it's it's every single player on the roster. Zach Brown's already been ruled out for this weekend, too. It's, it's everybody at this point. I think a couple weeks ago, we're talking about 16, 17 guys on IR, and that's not counting – a lot of the practice squad guys who have come out and just kind of got injured in practice. We had a running back today, I think his name's LaShawn Daniels, who broke his hand literally picking up a ball on kickoffs and oh, got, broke his hand out for the year. Didn't even play games this entire year, and it's just been that kind of year. We're down to our, our seventh-string running back, who I think you're familiar with, uh, Capri Bibbs, yeah. who used to play for the Broncos. So he's like our seventh-string running back we're throwing out there. P. Ryan's probably not going to play either. That's so we got a second- yeah, so we gotta sign another running back to play. It's it's just been that kind of year. It's derailed a pretty decent looking season that started off pretty promising and literally these injuries have just destroyed this roster and this team this entire year.
0: You know, I watched the Redskins from the early on in the season. They were playing really well from the very beginning, and then just injuries started battering. Like you said, you had Byron Marshall go down, you had Chris Thompson go down, you had Rob Kelly go down, and now you're on Capri Bibbs, who scored a touchdown on a screenplay. Seems to be his kind of formula in the National Football League. He scored on a screenplay against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football last season when C.J. Anderson kind of went down. So he just seems to make a living off the screenplay. So I think the Broncos obviously have an experience playing against Capri Bibbs in practice and things like that. They might know what to expect, but heck, you know what? I'm absolutely happy for Capri Bibbs. Unfortunately, with the amount of running backs Denver had on the roster, he just didn't have a place here. He never really got a true uh, opportunity to be a premier back over here, and that's just the unfortunate part. But it's good to see him thriving. also, another guy that's a former Denver Bronco that I don't have too much love for. I don't know about you. He's played well under Kirk Cousins, but Vernon Davis, when he played in Denver his time was very short-lived here and a lot of fans weren't happy with him dropping passes on fourth down to lose the game against the Raiders last uh, two years ago, you know at home when Brock Osweiler got sacked five times by Khalil Mack it was just a nightmare but uh currently man you know I, I think looking at this game, the question, as always, and I'm sure you have this question, but even Broncos fans have this question. Who's the Dane quarterback? That's what we're trying to figure out. Is it Paxton Lynch? Is it Brock Osweiler? And just from a perspective of covering the Redskins, who do you think they're game planning for more so this week?
1: Well, it was actually kind of funny because I was talking to, I think it was somebody on On Redskins the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, this week we have – Simeon were going against, and he was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Oswald And I was like, well, is Paxson playing in this game? I, I have no clue who you guys are starting. And that's kind of been that carousel you guys had all year, which has been a very interesting storyline to follow. I think they're probably game planning for Oswald this week. Again, I'm, I'm not 100% familiar with Broncos situation. I, th- I think uh, Simeon's been a little banged up recent weeks, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he just got placed on injured reserve. He got hurt yeah. on Thursday night's win against the Colts. Hurt his shoulder. Same shoulder he hurt last season. He had to have surgery on. It, it was ruled as a sprain, but obviously he'd be out for two-plus weeks. So obviously they just put him on injured reserve. So now you leave Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch. And Paxton Lynch isn't even 100%. He uh, has yeah. a bum ankle and and that's just something they're trying to figure out. But for the business side of me, if I'm a coach, I'm looking at Brock Osweiler as a guy who okay. needs to start because he came in and he led the Broncos to victory last week. The Broncos were flat, being down 10-7 at halftime. Brock Osweiler came in and moved the ball, scored a touchdown, and then threw for two more and he was just consistent in getting the ball out and obviously not holding the ball too long. Uh, who are some key guys this week? Obviously looking at the injury report, Zach Brown being a big guy, uh, Ryan Anderson could you know semi-questionable for the Redskins this week. Who are some premier guys that are going to try to get to Brock Osweiler? Osweiler this week on the defensive side of the ball for the Redskins
1: yeah I mean there's not many left there's really not many guys (laughs) left I mean we still have Ryan Kerrigan going strong I mean he's been the probably the best defender the Redskins have had the last four or five years ever since he came in the league just a consistent 10-12 sack guy he's he's that kind of guy that we always write in our scouting reports about there's like high floor type guys but they never actually become that they either come like Joey Bosa where they're You know, they're all pros and become guys who are just complete busts. But Kerrigan has really been that high floor guy. He every single year you're gonna you know what you're getting. You're getting an eight to twelve sack guy. And you know, if you don't have a great offensive lineman, if you don't have a guy who can prepare for that bull rush, Kerrigan's gonna make you pay. He has games every year where he has three, four, five sack games, and it's it's outstanding to watch. He kills he kills offensive linemen. So Kerrigan, you always have to watch out for. Junior Gallette is the other kind of sneaky guy you have to watch out for though. He's really played a lot the last couple games, and I think Pro Football Focus has had him rated as our top defender the last, I think, three football games because he's been playing his most snaps. He's looked quick off the edge, and something that we've really been looking forward to since uh, he came back from that Achilles injury and the those two Achilles injuries, and he's really looked quick, looked uh, like a new level of explosiveness, so... Definitely watch out for Galette this week. I think he's going to cause a lot of pressure in the backfield.
0: Talk about a guy who's had a lot of rough breaks. I remember watching the video when he tore his Achilles the first time. It was, it was in training. It was just in, in some kind of offseason workout where he was working on his stance and his get-offs. And it's just stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, It's good to see a guy battle back from something like that. But obviously, a guy in question, he's already been ruled out. Trent Williams at tackle. He's yep. out for the game, so... Expect to see Von Miller kind of switch up sides a little bit, especially going up against his backup. It's just tough, man. I look across the Redskins' offensive line, obviously losing Spencer Long earlier in the year. I just look at TJ Clemmings, another guy. They've just been battered on the offensive line. It's almost like unfair how battered the Redskins have been from the injury front. You know, obviously, I I talked about it yesterday in our show on Lockdown Broncos, kind of previewing this matchup. and, And a lot of the things I really noted is that, you know, obviously with injuries to guys like that, while it while it's rough and while it's definitely hard, especially in a tough division where you have the Eagles who are flying high, the Cowboys who are getting Ezekiel Elliott back, you got to look at the at the positive things. You're getting a lot of young guys, a lot of valuable reps, and, and a lot of valuable game experience. So anytime that there's an element like that with injuries, you can look at the positive side of it as well. These guys are getting reps now for the Broncos. They on the injury report, they're coming out okay this week. You know, Emmanuel Sanders right now is, in my opinion, I think he'd be he's doubtful for this game against yeah. the Redskins, and that's going to be huge if he can't go. Cody Latimer should be ready to go. He didn't participate in practice today. Actually, he's probably doubtful as well, so the Broncos are going to be losing two wide receivers. If that's the case, I'd expect to see a lot more Benny Fowler and obviously Sunshine, Jordan Taylor, but obviously the question is who's going to be the quarterback for the Broncos? I would hazard a guess and say it's going to be Brock Osweiler. Uh, I had a lot of questions, especially, you know, as this week has approached, everyone's kind of been eyeing this matchup, at least in Broncos country for a while, because everybody wants to see, Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins in my opinion has been a very phenomenal quarterback obviously with a 98.8 QBR this year, throwing for over 3,600 yards 24 touchdowns and and under 10 interceptions on the year. He's played Mm -hmm. very well given the circumstances of losing guys on the offensive line, losing a wide receiving threat like Terrell Pryor What kind of different weapons has Kirk Cousins been able to connect with that have kind of taken the pressure off of him having to shoulder the full load of leading a team to win?
1: Well, it's really weird because we've seen Kirk Cousins at different stages in his career here. You know, he's been a starter for almost four years now. And the first couple of years, we saw it with premier guys on the outside. We saw it with, you know, a healthy Jordan Reed. We saw it with Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson. We saw him put up huge numbers. And, you know, those guys, they're not the greatest players in the league, but they are very good contributors. I mean— Deshaun Jackson, when healthy, has always been one of the best deep threats in the NFL. Pierre Garçon is one of the better over-the-middle type receivers, possession receivers in the NFL as well. And Jordan Reed's arguably a top three, top five tight end. So we saw Kirk Cousins put up huge numbers and do great things with those guys. And this year, it's really weird. We haven't seen a regression in stats. We haven't seen a regression in who Kirk Cousins is. But we've lost pretty much all those guys. Jordan Reed's played about three or four games this year. Garcon and Deshaun are both gone. So we are literally seeing same old Kirk Cousins putting up the same old numbers, doing the same old things with guys like Josh Doxson, who is basically in his rookie season in the NFL. Chris Thompson, who has always been basically a scat back. And he even went down with an injury halfway through the year. And Vernon Davis, ageless Davis is what we call him. I mean, he is (laughs) seriously, I mean, he's what feels like he's 45 years old. He's out there outrunning everybody on the field. So it's amazing what Kirk has been able to do with so little weapons and so little guys around him and basically be the same player he's been with, you know, elite talent like Jordan Reed and a very good talent in Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. So I think that's a good testament to what Kirk is. And I know you guys, you Broncos fans are looking at him because Elway's the type of guy who would go – who would go after Kirk Cousins? And I, I personally think that'd be a great fit for him. I love Kirk Cousins; think he's a great quarterback. And if he's not going to play here, I would love to see him in a Broncos uniform.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think out of all the prospects out there, potentially outside of Eli Manning, I would, I would love to see Kirk Cousins in a Broncos uniform because I, you know, I just think, and I think you can agree with this. We've looked at the Redskins, what they've been through injury-wise, losing guys, and we've seen how important it has been in the NFL this year for quality quarterback play. Now look at Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Now when Kowski is out, when uh, Edelman is out, he still finds guys to target. He still connects to different guys, and and I think the thing that we have to really look at is the NFL has evolved now from about 2012 to about 2015. We've seen the NFL evolve to where you need a, a, a very good defense in order to win a championship. Well, now the formula's changed where you need a very good defense, and you need a pretty solid quarterback in order to yeah. get you there, and I think that is definitely why the NFL is kind of wide open this year. You know, we got the resurgence of the Eagles, the Rams, the Vikings, and it, it, you know, the NFC's tough this year. I think right now the NFC is the toughest uh, side of football uh, mm-hmm. compared to, I think they're going to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Anybody in the NFC, it's just the strength and the amount of talent that they have, and they're performing really well This you know on this side of the year. I think it, it's definitely a testament to show just how important quarterback play is, and, and that's where we can see. We've seen Carson Wentz, we've seen uh, Jared Goff, we've seen you know, Case Keenum and even Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been balling out, but it's just hard, especially when you're battered on defense. So, you know, I think realistically looking at the Redskins' defense, I, on paper, they look like a very solid unit. But you you have to factor in the injuries, and also, you know, I think a guy that's really been impressive to me is Bashad uh, Freeland. Uh, let me see, is that correct? Breeland, yeah, yeah. Yes, Brashad Breeland. Brashad yep. Breeland, a young guy. I mean, I'm very impressed with him. He, his ability to press on the inside, and he's got great hips for a defensive back. Now, when I look at DBs, I'm I'm a DB enthusiast. I played defensive back, <laughs> played corner for 14 years before I retired after tearing my ACL, but obviously studying guys like to Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., Bradley Roby week in and week out, I have a lot of respect for the DB position, so Breeland is definitely uh, a guy, in my opinion, who's an up-and-comer here in the National Football League. Now, the big question I had for you, and this is a guy who's been very controversial uh, ever since a couple years ago. He started you know, he started talking a lot more, and that's Josh Norman. What's going on with Josh Norman? From what I read, he threatened to quit the team a couple of weeks ago when they lost to the Chargers. What's up with that?
1: Uh, I think what we're seeing with this team right now is kind of, uh, I'm not going to say Gruden's lost the locker room, but a lot of these very vocal, emotional type guys are... Are kind of sick of a losing season. I get it because I think I really do think they bought into this winning team, and they were a very good team early in the year. You know, we saw a team that nearly went on the road and and beat the Chiefs, who were the best team in football at the time. You know, they they pounded the Raiders, they beat Seattle in Seattle, so they believed this team was going to be good. And but when the injuries pile up and you play against a above five hundred strength of schedule, I mean, it, you're not going to win many games unless you really have that elite difference maker. Now, Josh Norman, you know, you never want to see a guy kind of give up and kind of. Threaten to quit and stuff like that. But I don't think his numbers have been as bad this year as they have been the last couple games when he's kind of given up. Now, again, I don't think it's a good thing to give up, but I don't think it means like he's a bad player. Now, Pro Football Focus again has him, I think, as like the fourth or fifth least targeted corner in the NFL. So he definitely still has that name recognition. He still is feared by most NFL quarterbacks. And it's not like, like you said, Breland's having a good year. He's a lockdown corner on the other side. Fuller. Uh, Kendall Fuller, who we haven't even talked about here, is probably the best overall player on this defense this year. So it's not like they're not throwing to Norman because the other guys are weak. They're not throwing to Norman because he's still a good player. The only problem is he's not getting making, you know, big plays. He's not really been worth that 20 million dollars this year. So the kind of perspective on Norman through the Redskins fan base has kind of been all over the place this year cuz again, you don't want to see your veteran guys kind of giving up late in the season, late in a loss season even. You know, you want to see them push through and push the young guys through. But, I mean, he, he's still been Josh Norman. It just hasn't been the playmaking elite level that you signed him to when you signed him to this $20 million a year contract.
0: Yeah, you know, I I I look at that and obviously people are talking about well, you know, when you look at Norman, he's got a big mouth and he obviously I think things went downhill for Norman after he injured his ribs right. on Monday night football now. That was a game that I remembered completely because overall, I thought you know, I I thought with Josh Norman, he was playing at an elite level to the point where it was really hard to test him, and that's where you had to get more notice in guys like Breland and obviously Fuller because teams didn't want to want to throw to Josh Norman side. Now we've seen Josh Norman have some good matchups. We've seen Josh Norman have success against Demarius Thomas. He held Demarius Thomas to one catch in Super Bowl Fifty with the Carolina Panthers. This yep. is a guy that I'm looking at as my X factor this week. Now I noticed on the depth chart he was kind of listed as almost third or fourth behind Fuller, behind Breland. You know what? Has he been playing a lot more often, or has his his lep, uh, reps been? Limited as the weeks have gone by,
1: uh, no, he's he's still been playing. He's still been starting out there. I know they're trying to kind of work the younger guys in, like Dunbar, who has been an excellent young player for us this year. They are working him a little bit more in kind of replace of Breland and Norman, and also they want to get the the young kid that we drafted out of UCLA, Fabian Moreau. Uh, mm-hmm. They want to get him in there a little bit too. So they're kind of rotating a little bit because again, it's kind of a lost season at this point. But yeah, Norman still starts on the outside. I I don't really I don't really know why the depth chart's like that because I mean. When, when they need to get a stop, they need to do to stop the offense from getting first down. It's always going to be Breland on one side, Norman on the other, Fuller in the slot. Those are the three guys that you trust. Even though I think Norman has an opt-out clause in his contract after the year, Breland is likely gone after the year. Those are you guys you trust right there. You're going to put them out there. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't really look too much into the depth chart thing. Norman has been playing uh, just as much as he has early in the year.
0: Well, looking at the safety spot, obviously, for the Redskins, you know, a guy by the name of DJ Swearinger, who's kind of been around a few places in the NFL and obviously just placed Monte Nicholson on injured reserve. Monte Uh Nicholson, a rookie, he's been playing pretty well, and they had a lot of hope in him. So, what's the outlook with Monte Nicholson, obviously, going forward for the Redskins in terms of obviously the severity of his injury? I didn't quite understand that, what it was, but, you know, I was pretty impressed with Monte Nicholson on film.
1: Oh man, I'm so glad you brought Monte Nicholson. He's by far and away my favorite play on this Redskins team. Uh, and a little flashback to draft time. A lot of Redskins fans hated that pick because so many NFL draft like analysts were so low on Nicholson, and I didn't understand why. I do a lot of draft work for Breaking Football. Uh, you guys can check that over there on Breaking Football. But I was huge on Nicholson. He had all the traits to be a star safety in the NFL, and he really showed it this year when he played. He brought this new like skill set that we haven't seen since I dare I say Sean Taylor, where he is four four speed six two guy who just loves to hit. I mean it's beautiful. I mean we haven't seen that in so long with the Redskins. You know we've been throwing back guys that you know Duke and Nacho back there, just just dudes who have been like. They're fine, but they're just Jags. I mean, that's what all they are. They're not going to be in the NFL for more than two, three years. We threw about Ryan Clark, who was like 38. D'Angelo Hall, we throw him back there this year. They're not difference makers. And Nicholson was that difference maker. If I'm just, I'm just waiting for this offseason where we can get him through strength and conditioning. We can get him through, you know, getting used to the NFL game because a majority of his problems this year came with the shoulder injury. Now I don't know what's going on with concussion. I don't know if they were just holding him out as precaution because, again, it was kind of a lost season these last couple of weeks. But sitting out a month with a concussion is definitely worrisome. But again, most of his injuries this year came from that shoulder injury. So if they can get him through strength and conditioning more in the off season and get him maybe even more uh, reconstructive surgery on that shoulder, I'm so excited for this guy's outlook because I, I do think he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro caliber player in the NFL.
0: I think he's going to take over next season. I think he's going to be a very prolific player in that secondary for the Redskins. If healthy, he's got a lot of promise, a lot of upside. You know, that's one thing. I should probably start this defensive back scouting thing. I should be, you know, I'm going to look at more so doing it in this offseason, looking at DBs and analyzing that and breaking that down more so, because I think that's one of the most important positions right now in the National Football League. Now, when you look at elite defenses, you look at guys who can get to the quarterback. You know, Kerrigan has had a history of getting to the quarterbacks, and he's going to be going Going up against Donald Stevenson, who's been absolutely terrible this year. The Broncos haven't had a right tackle at all this year, and then obviously the left tackle, Garrett Bowles, is a rookie. He's given up a lot of holding penalties, as well as a, a lot of sacks, but he's got a lot of tenacious and a lot of fight in him, so I'm looking forward to seeing how this matchup's going to go, more so off Broncos' offense versus Redskins' defense and vice versa, because when I look at the Redskins' offense outside of Kirk Cousins, obviously some prolific playmakers, some guys that can also hurt you in special teams. Jamison Crowder, a guy who's very agile, and he's a big play guy who can spring something at any moment. Now you got him at wide receiver, and I, I imagine Akeem Talib's going to draw the matchup on him. And I think Chris Harris Jr. will probably cover Josh Dotson. Now, looking at the year, I see Jamison Crowder obviously having the premier guy, the premier target for Kirk Cousins. Two touchdowns on the year, seven hundred seventeen yards. He's the big play guy, and then Dotson looks like he's more of the you know red zone kind of target, the speedy, quick, mm-hmm. explosive guy. Twenty nine catches on the year 470 yards and five touchdowns and then obviously you got old man Vernon Davis who drank out of the fountain of youth he's got it going again so I, I think this is going to be a very exciting matchup now obviously both seasons are kind of lost for both teams and the, the Broncos real, realistically nosedived after their bye week obviously going three and one and then after the bye week losing eight straight it was kind of unheard of and, and it's something that Broncos country is not really used to and I know Washington for the last five to six years has been pretty competitive they've been on the rise, and I, I think unfortunately for Washington this year, they just struck the injury bug to some key positions, some key players, and it's hard to overcome that in the long run, especially as you're trying to fight for a playoff spot in a tough division where you get to play the Eagles, who are absolutely on fire with Carson Wentz, and Nick Foles to be you know appears to be looking good. The Cowboys have started to get it going a little bit. You know Ezekiel Elliott's returning that could help Dak Prescott take the pressure off of him. And unfortunately, the Giants are the Giants this year, and it's just kind of sad to see what that's going on, but the. Washington Redskins in my opinion have had one of the most underrated years. Not not most talked about years either because you know, when you look at the injury side of things, they you know, people tend to you know, fail to forget that the Redskins started off the season pretty pretty good looking and, and obviously Experiencing those injuries, losing a couple of close games. That's just stuff that, you know, really bodes well in terms of the promise that this team really has. So I have a lot of respect for the Washington Redskins, especially as this matchup looms. Now, I totally forgot until yesterday that this is a Christmas Eve game. So now I have to change my plans. Because I'm not moving. I'm not going to miss the game for anything, you know. So I, I'm excited for this matchup. I'm excited to see what storylines play out. Obviously, quarterback's going to be a big piece. I tried to tell Von Miller through. Uh, uh, an email that don't sack your future quarterback too hard because then he might not come here and play next year so um, that's my you know those are really my key takes what uh what matchups are you looking forward to in this game specifically?
1: Oh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to Kirk Cousins and how he plays against this defense because, I mean, I know you guys are looking at it too because, again, this game is meaningless, but you, you have potential to look at your future maybe quarterback because I know John Elway, he loves these kind of guys. He loves the free agent splash move. You know, Keith Tlaib was a big free agent. Peyton Manning, huge free agent. Uh, TJ Ward, huge free agent that Elway's brought in, and it worked. It, it won you guys the Super Bowl. So I, I think Elway sees that need at quarterback. And I, I do think he's going to be eyeballing Kirk Cousins a lot because Kirk by far and away is the best option at quarterback this offseason, no doubt about it. He's going to cost a lot of money, but he'll be worth it. So me as a Redskins fan, I still want to see if Kirk has some life left with this team, even with you know three starting offensive linemen down with uh, I think James and Crowder actually might be out this week. I know he's questionable, so we'll see if he plays with his seven string running back in Capri Bibbs. I'm interested <laughs> I'm interested to see I'm really interested to see how Kirk plays against, you know, one of the most vaunted defenses the last couple of years where a defense where when they won the Super Bowl I remember telling my buddies, I was like, "This is literally the greatest defense I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen a defense more dominant." And they still have a lot of those key pieces. They still have Von Miller, who I think is a top two or three, you know, non-quarterback in the NFL. I love Von Miller. I think he's one. I really do think he is like a different level of elite. And I would basically trade my whole team for a guy like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey so like, man, I like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have the defense is just so loaded up over there. I really do want to see if Kirk Cousins still has some life left, if he still wants to play for this team, if he can go out and dominate because again, this is this is a showing for him. It's not just a showing from him to the Redskins, it's a showing from him to the rest of the league like if I can beat up on this pretty good defense still, I'm going to get even more money and that's what he's looking for.
0: And we're going to hear another ooh wee and then a, you like yeah. that. I mean, I tell you what, I like Kirk Cousins a lot. He's got a great personality <laughs> and you know, he you know, a keep to leave this Broncos defense has a lot of respect for them, you know, keep to leave on his weekly press conference, conference this week obviously on the Vic Lombardi show he was talking to Vic Lombardi and talking about you know how how much of a, a real quarterback Kirk Cousins is he said it twice he said Kirk Cousins is the real deal at quarterback he's a real quarterback he's cerebral he's smart he gets the ball out quickly he doesn't hold on to the ball too long He he's a guy that we we don't really see a lot of guys in the national football he, we, he's what we call a veteran you look at Tom Brady you look at Drew Brees you look at guys like Eli Manning for example there's not many guys with a veteran status at the way that Kirk Cousins has right now, and that's why he will be a premier guy in the National Football League next year in terms of hitting the free agent market and having a lot of you know teams interested in his services, but I do think that, you know, I think the Broncos are a key team from what I've been told. The rumor has been said that Kirk Cousins idolized John Elway growing up, and, and this weekend on the weekend conference call with Kirk Cousins, he didn't really bite on the Denver media's kind of bait that they tried throwing out there to try to get into to answer questions about it he, you know he kind of talked about Drew Brees uh, Phillip Rivers and obviously said oh you know but obviously quarterbacks like John Elway are, are great players you know great guys that I like to look in. you know I watched a lot of games on John Elway so you know yeah. he's kind of he's, he's he's well coached in terms of obviously answering media questions because you know I, the media they can bait some questions pretty trickly so you know I thought Kirk Cousins has a lot of poise I and mean, he's just fun to watch he's fun to watch he's a nice guy yeah. he's got the edge to him on the field and I just think that given the proper avenue, obviously having a defense that can you know be shut down, having lockdown corners, having a guy like Von Miller, maybe it makes Kirk Cousins' job easier. So I look forward to this matchup, man. I tell you what, I'm excited. Now, obviously, like I said, both seasons, really kind of nothing really to play for besides to try to get a win. What I measure in these last two games, and, and obviously when I knew the Broncos were out of playoff contention, you know, the thing that I really wanted to measure was I just want to see the amount of heart. I just want to see fight. I want to see effort. I want to see guys doing their job and having fun because that's all you really have. And, you know, a lot of people lose sight of that, especially when the playoffs are lost. A lot of guys give up, especially. But, you know, you got to have an opportunity. If you have a chance to play this game, you, you love it. You got to embrace it. I know there are many people out there that have played in the National Football League that, you know, they got hurt and they would love the opportunity that some of these guys are getting. So it's definitely an exciting thing, man. But I definitely look forward to this matchup. Uh, I look forward to tweeting with you live as well. I think we should do that. I usually do a a halftime show on Periscope. But uh, definitely I'll be tweeting you on Twitter on Sunday when the Broncos take on the Redskins. Early game on CBS Eastern time zone. The Broncos got to travel. Early Eastern time zone game. They don't have a lot of luck in those games, but maybe they can change it this week. And obviously, I look forward to seeing how Kirk Cousins and your team responds. A lot of respect for the Redskins. They've been through a lot this year. And and I'm I'm looking forward to a very long and hopefully fun battle for both of us.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Like you said, I just want to see some heart in this game. Because the Redskins the last couple weeks, we've just not seen that heart. I don't know what's been on the Broncos side there, but... I got to see that heart. I don't want to see guys tweeting after the game saying, this is sucks. I, I signed on to win games. You know what? Go out there, play, have fun. You're making millions of dollars. I want to see some heart out there. Play for your coach. Play for your quarterback. And that's all I'm looking for in this game. So you, you really hit the nail on the head with that one.
0: Awesome, Zach. Well, hey, man, I, I enjoy doing this. And unfortunately, we don't get to play each other twice a year. So anytime <laughs> we can do a crossover show, I think it's a great thing to obviously get both listeners of locked on Broncos, locked on Redskins, just an inside intel on both sides of things. And I think this is a very cool thing, man. So I appreciate you taking the time to hop on here with me and obviously talking about this weekend's big game. I look forward to tweeting with you, man.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yep, thank you.